Welcome to Maybe Don't, a variety show with conversations and comedy. That's a variety show if you ask me. This week on this show, Yusong and I discuss Halloween costumes, childhood influences, and I bring back Netflix and Chili. Welcome to the show. Hi. Kevin. Yusong. All right, here's some jokes in the opening monologue. All right. All right, um, Kevin, what's Cupid's favorite season? Val- Val- uh, crap, is Valentine's Day a season? Oh, cl- I walked right into your You're trap. very, very close. It's uh, fall because everyone's falling, falling in, in love. love. Yay. Okay, I have a, I have a second monologue. Who'd joke. you point at? <laughs> I'm just, I thought that was to like an audience member. <laughs> I, like, I, yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that was sure, for you. Buddy. Um, all right, I have a follow-up joke. <laughs> Kevin. What's Joseph Gordon-Levitt's and Zoe Deschanel's favorite season? Uh, 500 Days of Summer. No, Spring Because the Weather's Nice. Huh? <laughs> spring Because the Weather's it's Nice? It's like an anti-joke. Oh, because you want it to be summer? Yeah. Oh, so it's a trick. <laughs> See, here's my thought, though. Sometimes tricking the audience... <laughs> The energy doesn't always make them laugh. The energy has never been lower right off the start. Holy (laughs) shit. Okay. I want to see a comedian who does a joke and the whole audience goes, huh? All right. Welcome to our real first segment, Conversations with You Sung, featuring Featuring Kevin. Kevin. Um, Kevin. Hi. This is a very scary month that we're in. It's so spooky. And I'm not talking about political things okay it is though that too that, that too but even spookier but even than politics <laughs> halloween it's a bad clip oh boy um kevin hi do you have any memorable uh do you have any memorable halloweens that you've just shoot me just, i can't <laughs> we do got this. this we got this I, I know but like the opening monologue everything's just going downhill i feel it on my bones no that's because i'm not a good audience member I'm kind of a bad audience member, and I'll and I'll give that note to myself. I will say though, sometimes being a good producer, and this has nothing to do with not anything. Sometimes being a good producer is just being like, just laughing. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. People don't realize that. I don't. And think. a good frat, uh, frat, frat, and a good friend, and a good guest. Mm-hmm. A lot of my friendships, I'm the guest. <laughs> uh, memorable costumes memorable is what costumes. you're gonna say. Mm-hmm. I vividly remember. Being five years old, which mm. is shocking. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was seven. Crap, my story's already falling apart. I was the Blue Power Ranger, wow. who I knew as Justin. Uh-huh. A lot of people knew him as, I don't know, probably like Derek or something was his name. Yeah. Because um, he was the youngest Power Ranger. And I was like, that's me in the group. Uh, because everyone else looked like they were 48. Wait, and so, Justin was like a teen. So when you were five years old, were you hanging out? Like, was your group a lot of eight-year-olds? No, but it would be later in... Wait, hold on. <laughs> That's not what I... Kevin, last weekend, were you hanging out with eight-year-olds? I met people older than me oh, okay. permanently. Okay, okay. Not permanently Permanent eight-year-olds. Um, no, I loved... I had a Power Ranger costume that I loved mm-hmm. so much that I wore it like two weeks before Halloween. Mm-hmm. And I just marched around my backyard, <laughs> like kind of showing it to my friends. Like, look, I'm the blue Power Ranger. <laughs> Look at me. <laughs> wow. And I was very proud of it. Um, that was a staple for me. How about yourself? So, I have a few others, but I want to know. I mean, I don't even know if you're going to believe this. 
Yes. But I was the red Power Ranger. What? Yeah, and so... We were made for each other. We were made for each other. Uh, This was when we were in Long Island, so I was like maybe five or six. So this is literally the... Yeah, holy shit. Um, But like... You you don't need to make up a story to make it sound like mine too. You can have your own thing. And I was around a lot of (laughs) eight-year-olds. You walked around the backyard. Yeah. Uh, No, but I do remember that. I wore that for too many years in a row because I think like my parents either... And I just didn't want to buy a new costume or yeah. that we, you know, we were still pretty new to the whole America thing. So, sure. Um, but I was that for a while. And then another one that I remember vividly, I bought this black cloak <laughs> and then, no, wait, and, and this mask. And it was like a skull mask. And it was really scary. Kevin, you're laughing right now. and It's funny. Uh, it was really scary and cool. I believe okay? that it's scary. I bet you also looked adorable and hilarious. <laughs> Were your parents giggling and you were like, I'm scary. No. Oh, yeah. I was like, hey, treat me seriously. I'm scary, okay? Uh, whenever you tell a traditional joke, I just nod. And then when you tell an actual like story, I start laughing. Um, I So this skeleton mask was not a normal skeleton mask. Cool. There was a plastic layer on top of it mm-hmm. so that you could squeeze something held in your hand through the cloak and blood, fake blood would come rushing down the mask. Mm-hmm. That's incredible. It's pretty cool. Wait, how old were you for this? I was like nine. Wow. And I was still hanging out with eight-year-olds. Uh-huh. Um, were people afraid? So Did it work? It, it worked. And I was like, I never want to do this again because I like, I open, I trick or treat, someone opened the door. I did the blood thing. They think you're bleeding. They, they, or they screamed and like ran away from the door. <gasps> And I was like, I don't want to cause anyone this much pain or suffering ever again. You know oh what I mean? Oh my lord! Yeah, it's not worth what it. What a profound experience for you. I, I never want to. I never want to make anyone that uncomfortable. You'd be a bad magician. I, I wait. Why? Actually, well, magicians don't traditionally scare people, mm-hmm. so you should you should be okay. I think I have that. But the the art of surprise. Mm, is this your card? Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. Is this your card? Ah! And then you're like, never again. Cross out magician on the ideal careers. For, I, for I, song. Ironically, I do know a lot of magic tricks. You know, I was thinking about this. I don't know if you've ever had an experience like this. Mm-hmm. Last night, I was sitting on my couch and I went, did I ever take magic lessons? <laughs> and I, I like, I had an area where... I remember being. Did you ever take magic lessons? What did you do? Go to a liberal arts college? (laughs) Whoa! That's the kind of magic I'm all about. Um, But I remember taking a science class at like the YMCA when I was like five or six. The Young Men's Christian Association. It was probably around the Power Ranger time. Mm -hmm. They gave us, I remember they gave us a blow dryer and they gave us a ping pong ball. Mm -hmm. And they said, turn the blow dryer on. And the ping pong ball just like floated. And they're like, that's magic. Really? And they're like, it's actually science. Maybe these were like anti-magicians where they were showing us the science, the tricks behind the magic stuff. And then was their next sentence? All right, now kids, gather around. We're going to prove that the moon is is like, or the earth is actually flat. It's actually flat. Yeah. What do you think the youngest flat earther is? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think very young probably. Yeah. If you're indoctrinated to that. But they also, I feel like every child thinks that the earth is flat. You think so? Until they see the globe. Do you think it's like... Wouldn't you just assume, like, you're five years old, that the world's always flat? Do, as in, like, you know how Jesus was, like, the hashtag religion, but do you know how Jesus was, like, no one's born without sin? And you're saying that no one's born around Earther, but instead we all start as flat Earthers? Yeah, I bet we all start as flat Earthers, being mm-hmm. like, well, look at this sidewalk. Right. 
but then you see a hill and you're like, hold on, I'm confused. <laughs> and then someone shows you a globe and you're like, wow, not what I was going to guess. Um, I bet that's the evolution of flat earthers to earthers. Hey, Kevin, what were your other costumes? This one was very sassy. I was mm-hmm. 14 and I went as like a emo punk kid where I dyed my hair black. I put on eyeliner mm-hmm. and I painted my nails and I wore all like goth basically. Right. And to the listener, Kevin's pretty much wearing a, like a similar thing today. Yeah. And I haven't gotten out of that costume yet. Um, it's now just part of my daily life. Mm-hmm. That one was very big for me because I was like, whoa, I dyed my hair. And going to like a Catholic school, I was like, isn't this so wild? <laughs> like, look at look at the outfit I'm wearing. It's so wild. Yeah. And I like that. That was kind of like dipping my toe in another world. Um, that Did was you get in fun. trouble at all? No. Well, to be fair, I didn't wear it at school. I just wore it. You just as walked like around a, in your backyard and basically your hey, March, look at this. check this out. Remember me? Remember when I was blue? Now I'm black. Where do you think I'll be next year? So that was very fun. Uh, even though it was not um, creative or impressive to me, it was like uh, stepping out on a stage. Mm, that's fun. It was fun. Uh, um, do you enjoy like, you know, when one grows up, when one learns what the earth is like, you might find yourself invited to like a fun like Halloween party. I've, I vividly remember um, seventh grade being invited to a party mm-hmm. for Halloween, and the host gave out award, awards uh-huh. for best costumes, mm-hmm. and she gave out like best costumes for the girls to her and her two friends, and I was like, this is rigged. <laughs> and I remember not liking that. I also don't like... Um, I, I just... There's there's so much candy. It's funny how candy is like the college people's alcohol. Yeah. And just being like, oh, I don't feel good. I'm going to be sick. That's kind of a funny, you know, thing I say. Well, I, I, I will say, uh, one, I have awards for us, and the best host goes to me. <laughs> That's what it felt like. And I'd like to give myself best editor. Right. <laughs> um, How about yourself? Did you go to parties and the Halloween parties? So here's my thing. I don't. I really don't like this time of year. And really, I, I don't mean to put on this curmudgeon cap, but it doesn't fit your head either. Yeah, it doesn't fit my head, and that makes me even more grumpy. <laughs> um, I don't like the pressure to have fun and drink and put on a costume. What is like? You are asking too much of me. You know what I mean? There is a. An added pressure with the costume because also if you phone it in, mm-hmm. that is like people try to make, and I get this. I remember I did this myself. Like, look, I'm a dad, and you're just wearing your dad's clothes. Right. Like, that's lazy. Yeah, and it's offensive. Right. Um, and you should be canceled. <laughs> right. Um, but <laughs> I think yes, I agree that there's a, there's a added pressure mm-hmm. uh, that's added to these situations. However, mm-hmm. I think if you do it right the pressure definitely pays off and it's more fun. Do you, like... Glasses half full of spooky juice. <laughs> so, it, to, to, in my perspective, yeah, interior, apartment, it's a normal party. Cool. Already, in that scene, there's, like, too much expectation. Even, like, interior restaurant, it's a normal dinner, too much expected. Yeah. And I know I'm painting this picture of myself as, like, a child who can't do anything, I'd lay myself at the mercy of the maybe don't audience. Enter Yusung, nine years old, <laughs> covered in bloody skull mask. 
Oh, he's- Power Ranger mask, skull mask. We see Yusong behind all of these masks, but who's the real Yusong? Oh, boy. Um, it's my face off. I should uh, write that down. <laughs> and then the added thing of like, put on a funny costume or like a creative costume. Yeah. <sighs> it's the awkward. Yeah. This is this would be my political platform if I ran for office. Yeah. If I ran for any kind of office. No costumes? No, just a more chill Halloween. You can't invite more than five people to your party. Ooh, that sounds nice. And you can only spend 30 minutes on your costume. Sorry. You want to spend 31 minutes to get your feathers in your cap? Uh, the, uh, John Appleseed. Wait, yeah. who's the guy? Who's the guy? Paul Revere. Who's that guy with the feather in his? Don't cap? say Christopher Columbus. Uh, uh, no, 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 no. Um, uh, George Washington. You know what I'm talking? Um, Yankee Doodle. Yeah. Mr. Doodle. You, yeah. Hey, hey. You want to spend the 31 minutes? This is uh, this is worth it. Um, yeah. yeah that like, that was that would be what I would do if I was in office. That's a good platform to run on for sure. Now, Leah, on the other hand, spends like um Your like SO. a month my SO mm-hmm. like a month and a half on her costume. Um to the point where it's like uh the most the best part of the party for her is the costume. So I think for some people it can override the mm-hmm. concerns or the nervousness with it. But also, you are not what I would describe as an extrovert. So I think that combined with like this challenge is not appealing for you. Yeah. But I do like the idea of that should be a part of you song is like, hey, we only have 30 minutes. Um, mm. Then all the pressure is just on that 30 minutes, not on the party. Right. I, Kevin, do you think Leah, if, if she listens to this, having heard, me, uh, having heard me basically shit on the concept of Halloween and costumes for a while, it's, I mean, I feel as if I've come to your door and yeah. squeezed a thing in my wrist and blood mm-hmm. has dripped all over my skull mask in front of. It's weird because she just texted me, cancel the double date. Um, <sighs> that might be unrelated. Uh, it could be. You go on a lot of double dates. Um, Constantly. It's just, oh, I was thinking in terms of like fun, I was thinking literally on the drive over. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I remember hanging out with this person. She, like, th- that person is what I would consider, like, a fun hang. But for me to say that publicly would be a huge insult to that person. And you saying fun hang publicly is pretty bold. <laughs> no, I definitely agree that th- the right group of people make it a lot easier. Mm-hmm. Like, when a bunch of strangers show up right. in costumes, it's like, I don't even know what you look like behind the costume. Yeah. I don't know. I think looking back, a lot of people might listen to this as like two nervous dorks who don't get out a lot, which is fine. That's just fine. I, I think that like, and I, I think I'm a little stunned at the accuracy of which of your description. Sure. But I 100% agree. I will say last year I went to Target and got, um. do you know those inflatable people who are at um in front of like car dealerships that are like whoa and Inf- they're like 40 feet tall inflatable people what are we talking about politicians because oh, they don't have any spine and can't stand up straight you are on a political crusade and i am here for it <laughs> so i got one of those as a halloween costume oh yeah, yeah and yeah. um played a gig in it and it was like very silly and stuff that was really funny and that was a uh, that was one of my best and i will say for two years in a row before that i found a jersey a baseball jersey at Goodwill that said Terry and for two years in a row I went as Terry the baseball player and I will say to your point people did not like that one I mean whatever like look 
Kevin, you dressing up as that inflatable person, whatever. I'm not jealous. I'm not really, really jealous. I'm not really, 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 really jealous because the last time I put on a costume was like seven years ago. That's the thing, Yusong. The Yusong that put on a costume seven years ago is a different Yusong than the man we see today. Mm. You, you got this um, confidence that I will say is probably a handful of bit of nervous energy, but a confidence nonetheless that I feel like you really could crush something pretty impressive. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, well, here's, and I swear to God, this has not been one long sponsored fucking ad. You know what? I'm going to mark this as an edit point if we want to take it out. That's, uh, I, I bought a, a, a banana costume and I'm going to stream myself playing Just Dance in it. And so you were concerned that the viewer would think that, that we I got just sold out by a banana costume? No, 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 that I was using this platform selfishly. Oh, to plug Twitch? Mm-hmm. Well, it's a good idea. We should be doing Twitch stuff together. <laughs> so you got a banana costume. That actually sounds really cool. And yeah, it's I w- coming in the would mail. look forward to that. Oh, it's in the, coming in the mail. Yeah. Well, I was my next question was going to be, what's like a dream costume for you? But it sounds like banana. It's honestly just like something like banana, or honestly, do you? I would love a giant Totoro costume. I was going to say that. Yeah, I was literally going to say that. I I want to like. That's just kind of my brag. Being a giant Totoro, I want to roll down a hill. Yeah. I want to just be like, oh, like get just like warm acknowledgement smiles from people. Yeah. And not bother anyone. I'm not kidding. That sounds like a great day. Yeah. All right, so I'll see you at the party next week. See you at the party. Welcome to Lowercase C Comedy Theater. Next. Hi, my my name is um, Robert. Oh, yep. Hi, Robert. I got you here for 145 and you're auditioning uh, for the ticket. The ticket collector. So ticket collector, great. And just, I'm a huge fan. Like, I'm a huge fan of the original Titanic. Yeah. So to be able to read for this is like a huge honor. It's a pretty big deal that we're doing a remake of this. It yeah. didn't come out too long ago, but, um, yeah. you know, we feel like audience love, um, what's it called? Reboots? That. And you're the director? Oh, boy. Um, okay. Anyway, I know you got a long list of auditions today, so um, I'll start. Thank you. And the scene, like, I'm just collecting the tickets at the start. This is what the scene is? Yes. Okay. Thank you for your tickets. Hope you don't have an icy expedition. Okay, I'm going to stop you right there. Yeah. That's actually not in the script. I know, but um, like, and in the casting call, it was like super fans encouraged to apply, and I'm a huge fan of the that? movie. Was that Marcy? I, uh, look, I don't, know who, I don't know who put the, I don't know who put the ad out there, but I'm just, I, I'm a huge fan. Look, to Please, her defense, it, it's a small role, so we thought it'd be fun to have fans, but like, mm-hmm. it just wouldn't make sense that you would say that, because you wouldn't. Yeah, you can try. You can try oh, again. oh, yeah, because I'm right. This is before they get on. Okay, it's okay. before yeah, they yeah, get yeah. on. So why would you say? Right. Oh my an god. Icy trip. Oh, sorry. Sounds like I was you just know remembering. something that they don't. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Okay, here we go. Thank you for your tickets. I've got a sinking feeling about okay, you. Stop you again. Um, y- you did the same thing again. Uh. Again, I would really just encourage you stick to the script. We have a lot of people auditioning for this. <laughs> a lot of, um, you know, people who are going to read the script verbatim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay, I'm gonna take it really seriously. I'm so but sorry. But I just want you to finish. It's just like I'm sorry that I interrupted you. No, 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 just curious. No, no, no. Just curious. Yeah. I think you have a sinking suspicion. What was the rest of it? I have a sinking suspicion. You're gonna enjoy your journey. 
Enjoy your journey. And right. like, please, I'm such a huge fan. I'm just getting really excited, and it's really hard to just stick to the page. Can okay? I say? Yeah. It sounds like you're auditioning as the iceberg. That's not and with like motive. That would be insulting to me and to you, and I don't want to waste your time. Thank okay, you. Here I go. Here I go. Yes, thank you. I'll take your tickets, please. Hey, there's a car in the ship if you want to have sex in it later. <laughs> it's it's a little bit better. Um uh, because thank people you. people probably will hook up in the ship. Yep. I don't know if they would be that forward about it mm-hmm. and encouraging people. Mm-hmm. It seems like a swingers cruise now. Okay. And that's not really <laughs> what it is. Okay, and I understand that this is like a, you know, international. Okay, here we go. Thank you for your tickets. And then I'm going to look at the camera. And then I'm going to be like, welcome to the Titanic. And right into the camera. And then you can put the title sequence. (sighs) Okay. We'll do that. (laughs) All right. Cool. Welcome to Conversations with Kevin featuring my man, Yusong. (laughs) That's him. He's the train in Mr. Rogers. Yeah. Poor man, Mr. Rogers. Um, Hi, Yusong. Hi, Kevin. I wanted to talk to you about influences. Uh, Influencers? No. That actually I want to avoid. But no, Mm -hmm. let's talk about that tomorrow. Okay. When when no one's going to (laughs) listen. Let's talk about that on the phone tomorrow. (laughs) Uh, Influencers actually might be a good conversation. Mm -hmm. Maybe we'll bring that in later. Anyway. Yeah. I feel like most of the things that influence us... Mm -hmm are between a window of like 12 and 16. Year olds. Year olds. I think 12 and 16 year olds are the ones that influence us forever. Do you mean that, um, oh, like when we were teenagers? Basically, yeah. Yeah. Like that early teen life, I feel like is when it's this kind of dangerous age because you have this confidence of an adult Mm -hmm but not the like knowledge behind it basically. Right. So you're like learning all of this stuff and like you're kind of seeing what the world is like, especially like if you get your driver's license and stuff and you can like explore mm-hmm. or the people you hang out with in like eighth grade and freshman year of high school. I feel like I have so many memories of that time of my life more so than like a lot of college. Was there, was there like when you were in that time of your life? Yeah. Um, was there like a TV show or like a person that you wanted to exist in? Not like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And it's going to be so on brand and people are going to roll their eyes. I love it. The office. Because I was, uh, no, if if you were to ask me the same question, and you don't have to because this is conversations with I Kevin won't. featuring you. No, I do want to know. Uh, it was community. Yeah. It felt like the, like the, the, and I'm being very melodramatic here, but mm-hmm. it felt like the tones of the show really aligned with my four years of high school. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I felt about The Office as well. Mm-hmm. It was like, it. Man, you, isn't Jim so funny? I'm uh, sorry. So funny. I, I don't know why I'm being a it dick. just, it, some things hit you at a certain age where, like, I remember seeing Michael Scott and being like, this is the funniest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. But if I feel like if I saw that in college or if I saw that at a younger age, I wouldn't care. Right. You know what I mean? And so I'm just fascinated in like both good and bad things that have influenced you was was there anyone like a like a look and i'm not a fucking nerd okay mm-hmm. keep that in mind as i uh, push your glasses up and say you're not going to a halloween party yeah <laughs> too, too accurate um <laughs> too accurate too accurate too fierce um i'm not a nerd no 
Was there a teacher that influenced you? <laughs> uh, yes, but it wasn't the teacher who you would assume. No, I'm just there was a few. Mm-hmm. And I was in band class because I was a nerd, mm-hmm. and I'm proud of it. I'm like, <clears throat> um, but. I took like a percussion class and there was like a percussion instructor who would give you like lessons and stuff. And I remember him, that kind of became like light therapy to me. Yeah. Where we would just have these For sure. very deep conversations. And I just remember being so blown away. Yeah. Because I was never having conversations like that. Was it like... What are you afraid of? My own death. Death of a loved one. And he's like, that's our time. I think he like wrote things down on a sheet of paper mm-hmm. that I still have like to this day. Wow. So like, yeah, percussion instructor was like a, a big one. And then also like um, cool English teacher that I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I want to be a English teacher now mm-hmm. because this person is so smart and personable mm-hmm. and just talking to us like we were people right. in a way that a lot of teachers weren't, you mm-hmm. know, that a lot of teachers felt like parents. I had this one teacher who would just treat us like dogs and be like, woof, 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 woof. Ooh, I think that was a dog. <laughs> I went to the wrong school. Um, you did. It I, wasn't a school. It was a doghouse. <laughs> I will say uh, there, I also had the very personable English teacher who was the yeah. same. It was like- one time I wrote like a very long angst piece mm-hmm. about my depression. And then I don't know what compelled me. I was just like, hey, Miss English teacher. I didn't say that. I said, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know why I gave it to them. And then she read it and was so like thoughtful about it. I was so supportive about it that mm-hmm. I was like, oh, cool. Wow. Yeah. I Th- guess that, that's that- when you could say my flower bloomed into a career of writing. <laughs> That's when your caterpillar became a bigger caterpillar. (laughs) No, like supportive teachers, especially, well, I think writing too, like music is very vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And so it's very kind of nerve wracking, maybe more so than a math class. But I don't know, maybe I'm just shitting on math because I'm not good at it. Uh, But it is very, he's like, this is in four, four. And I'm like, shut up, please. (laughs) But I, I definitely felt that way with uh, with teachers. Uh-huh. I specifically remember, though, my eighth grade going into freshman year, I was on the drum line. Oh, like two cool points right there. Yeah. Uh, the glasses come down just a little bit. <laughs> um, but then I played marimba, so they went right back up. <laughs> Wait, is marimba a xylophone? Yeah, it's like a bigger okay. wooden xylophone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I remember this guy who was became one of my close friends. He was a soft, he was two years older than me, but he like smoked cigarettes and like mm-hmm. listened to like hardcore rock this and roll. This is in high school? Yeah, dude. Oh. And he was, and he became one of my closest friends. Kevin, don't hang out with him. Oh, that's what everyone said. Mm. Horrible influence. Yeah. Especially coming from our Lord and Savior. The the year before yeah. this, and I'm not making this up. He was like, hey, you should dress up as like a emo like kid. You should wear all black and dye your hair black. Yeah, so I guess it's not surprising that I ended up hanging out with this cool dude. But I'm not kidding. The year before I met this guy, mm-hmm. I played Jesus in the Stations of the Cross. Oh my. Shouldn't that be illegal? Do you know what I mean? Like- you know how it's illegal to like pretend you're a police officer or whatever? Oh, is it? Sh- Shouldn't it be, be illegal, illegal to d- be Jesus? Jesus? Yeah, it's kind of fucked up. Yeah. And every movie that like, that's the reason why we should cancel Mel Gibson. Yeah, that's the reason. I don't know. I'm curious if I've always had this fascination with- uh, do, you think, do you think this person was a genuinely good, good influence or bad influence? I think it was both. 
mm-hmm. which made it a little difficult, but exciting. Mm-hmm. Like I remember going to Lollapalooza and the tickets were sold out. And he was like, it's fine. I'll get us in. And no one was lolling that day. No, but there was a lot of Palooza. Uh-huh. And you can fill in the blank for what that means. But he snuck in or someone threw us wristbands over uh, the fence and he dove in the bush and grabbed him and like snuck us in, snuck booze in. I feel like the first few times I drank was with him. Wow. But his name, Scott Ackerman. <laughs> so do I have to cut that I'm out? two <laughs> years younger than Scott. I look great. But I, I but I wonder about that though. Like, right. is that a bad influence? Like, be, like I kind of think that was a good influence because it was getting me out of my like yeah. ultra Christian shell. This is why you are okay with wearing costumes, and I'm not. Yeah, I'm not because of Brendan. Because like, of Brendan, but also like I think that this is fine. Like you never like broke someone's mailbox, right? Or like stole someone's china table. I didn't. Mm-hmm. Him? Mm, Maybe. Yeah, you know what? He was a bad boy. Kevin, would you say that I'm your Brendan now? Yeah, you definitely are. Hey, you've smoked more cigarettes than me. Oh, this, oh, Kevin. <laughs> Kevin, no, please. For those, for those who don't know, we recorded an episode that will never ever be released. Don't friggin' at me, okay? In which I revealed that I may or may not have smoked some cigarettes while I was studying abroad. I thought we did. Oh, did we not release? I, I don't that? think we released it, but it's been me- referenced so, so many times. I reference it all. I make it sound like you songs a like chain smoker. I know, and I'm not. Nor no. am I part of the musical band, the Chain Smokers. Pick one. Yeah, pick one. Uh, Kevin, what are your influences? Bad and good. Good influences. Any teachers? Teachers? Okay, b- bad influences. I'm not even joking. Mad Men. It was like, oh. So picture this. It's me in high school, uh-huh. drowning in friendship. Okay, I'm squinting. <laughs> Just so much, so much close interpersonal relationships that I couldn't So many breathe. costumes. So many costumes. Uh-huh. Uh, everyone was like, hey, you sung sit, sit, sit with me, mm-hmm. sit with me. And I was like, oh, everyone will sit get their out, turn. Sit out, sit out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, I was really sad. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> and you know how Mad Men is such like a fucking incredibly basic romanticization of sexism and like yeah. and and you know the way things were if you were god forbid not a minority in the 50s or 60s yeah. um i was very much entranced by that and i think that that still that that like pulse still exists today where it's like yeah everyone's woke but deep down we really know that you know gender roles are can't be avoided and et cetera et cetera mm-hmm. i think that's like a huge whether or not that has to do with Mad Men, I don't know. Yeah. But anyway, definitely did not like that. Um, How much of it did you watch? I watched all of it. Yeah, yeah. me too. Uh, uh, life is like a carousel. You, you, uh, and our memories are like these photos. I will say, <laughs> yeah. one of the best themes though, mm-hmm. the drums in that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, man. It's a, it's a really good theme. My drum instructor would have gone ballistic. <laughs> I will say, all my bad influences, what's that Lady Gaga song? Bad Romance? Bad Romance. Okay, that's not one of my influences. I just couldn't get it she out of She was my head. one of mine, too. I could talk about her for a little bit. Wait, really? After. Yeah. Okay, anyway. um, I'll, I'll keep this quick. Then. It was like, you know how people were romanticizing capitalism? Like, fuck, I'm working 80 hours a week. I'm so hot. Yeah. Like, that kind of romanticization. Mm-hmm. Uh, fuck that noise. Also, there was a lot of, like, romanticization of, like, 
oh my God, I've suffered so fucking much. I'm so hot and deep and artistic. Mm-hmm. Oh, get that bullshit out of yeah, here. Yeah, I love yeah. this you song. Yeah, yeah, You should run on this campaign, not the costumes. <laughs> no, but, no, but the, the costume one speaks to more people. I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, lady, what, what was your experience like with Lady Gaga? I was 16 and we drove from Chicago to New York. It was like a 20 something hour drive. Mm-hmm. And I remember listening to her and being like, why is this person inspiring me in a way that feels like she shouldn't? Like in a good, like in a so much so way. Right. Not in a way of like, um, I want to start wearing these dress meat dresses and stuff. Right. But I was like, this is so cool to see someone. Um, like now you have a fuck. Re- yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it was the same thing with like Brendan. It was the same thing with the mm-hmm. uh, Halloween costume. This is so funny. Brendan and Lady Gaga are on the same list. I saw Lady Gaga with Brendan <laughs> at Lollapalooza. Kevin put me down. <laughs> that was pretty cool how all those stories connected though. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, but I was just like, I think it was this tight leash of an upbringing that I had and seeing people like take a stand and be like, right. I'm different and it's fucking awesome mm-hmm. was so uh, cool to me. And mm. it still is. Did you see the video of her falling? No. She brings a fan up on stage in Vegas. Uh-huh. And um talk about a, a risky situation. Very much so. Because they're in Vegas and people gamble there. Oh yes. And there's a lot of risk involved in both. I wonder if your character has played before or after this, <laughs> or if we don't use it. We have to use it. Um but she like jumps on him and does the straddling dance and mm. they fall off the stage. Oh together. my god. Yeah. If I can't support someone if they jumped up on me. You know what I mean? <laughs> Just like physically. That so weird. Like if I was that fan, I'd be like, no, thank you. Oh, like yeah. I no, I agree. Yeah. Do this. I, and I think he immediately was like, dude, yeah. big mistake. Was Is there a chair nearby? Nope. Okay. The well, chair was the floor. Did you hear? Did, did you also see Lady Gaga tweet, who is Ninja? Who, and what who is, is Fortnite? Fortnite? Yeah. yeah, yeah that yeah. was amazing. That was cool. Um, what if this show slowly shifted into Lady Gaga news for the rest of the podcast? <laughs> and not just this episode, but literally the rest of the podcast. Yeah. Um, we'd have a lot to talk about. We, we'd have so much to talk about. I, my Lady Gaga. Please. Is this, uh, is this rapper named, um, uh, she was like a Tumblr rapper uh, named Kid Kitty. Uh, she's gone through a lot of names, mm-hmm. um, but some of her songs are hoax with a bunch of X's. Um, her latest album release was called Rose Gold. Uh, anyway. Yeah. Uh, this is like in college, and I found one of her uh, songs, and the hook to it was like, I don't think I can make it living here another day. I want to get spirited away. And I was oh. like, this is so fucking cool. And I honestly, like, I, I very much um, got uh, ch- uh, ch- chills, like, alone watching this video mm-hmm. on a, my laptop being yeah. like, oh, cool. Like, she's gotten, like, literal death threats from people because Mm. could you imagine being a a, a female rapper on the internet? Like, people are going to hate you. And to see someone be confident like that and also confident in not a very, like, traditionally masculine way, I was like, dude, can I sign up twice? Yeah. Yeah. I really like seeing people who are not doing what everyone else is doing. And I think that's pretty common that people like that. But... It still needs to be said. Yeah. Like, um, I was watching this uh, music 
YouTube guy, um, and someone asked him, like, is making music easy? And he's, mm-hmm. his response was, it's incredibly easy. It's honestly not hard to do. It's really just a couple of notes. Literally anyone can do it. That's why it's so hard to make your music stand out. Ah, because yeah. literally any person can play music, but for right. it to stand out slash for it to be different is the challenge mm-hmm. and to make it captivating and good. And I was like, great answer. Well said. Yeah. Um, bad, you said bad influence was Mad Men. Yeah. And, and then this rapper a was a good one. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And I, um, I think that's. Yeah, like I, uh, I also think that like, and you know, the it's, it's good that these are in the past because I think hero worship is really, really dangerous. Like, I agree. To have your world on the axis of one person is yee yee. And to me, I mean, it feels. And Kevin, we're about to hurt a lot of our fans <laughs> here, because everyone hero worships us. No, I think it's it can be dangerous to well, especially like us who I think are more artistic. To me, it yeah. it gets to a point where like really liking Lady Gaga or really liking like Grimes, for example, mm-hmm. uh, before all the Elon Musk stuff, um, being like, oh, now I'm just like. Um, interested now i'm just like ripping off what that person is doing like i'm just playing Mm -hmm. the same chords that they are playing Mm -hmm. instead of being like inspired by something right just copying it and i think there's a uh a fine line there and i encourage everyone to find things that inspire you and let them do that inspire you Mm -hmm. don't let them drive you to be like okay now i just want to do what they're doing like that's not original yeah the goal is to be original in life. Seriously. Should I just copy Lady Gaga and everything that she does? No one will notice. But take off the beef dress. It's stinky in here. Talk about a barbecue. More like a barbecue. The record label's on the line. Um, anyway, they hung up. <laughs> Welcome to Yusung's Literature Isle. This is a piece called How to Succeed in Business by Becoming a Bad Person. Hello. I am not a successful person. In fact, you would be correct in calling me an angry teenager or a therapist's goldmine. Throughout my life, while eating sandwiches at my desk and looking at the small amount I have left in my savings account and realizing that it's going to need to go towards car registration because, of course, having a renegade off the books 2001 Toyota Prius would reduce society to shambles, I have observed the successful people around me and have noticed some patterns and behaviors that they share in common. Before I begin... Please keep in mind that the things I'm about to tell you are highly unethical. I do not recommend following these steps if, for example, you wish to sleep at night. But if you choose to proceed, I can only imagine that, upon succeeding, your brain will get warped and you will no longer see the world for what it is, and instead you'll view babies as livestock and Xerox machines as candy stores. 1. Talk loudly on the phone. It doesn't matter if you're speaking with a client, a physician, or the answering machine at a Panera Bread. Speak loudly on the phone. If your office has a door, make sure that it's open. Or if you've already started to make a call and you forgot to open the door, make sure that the volume of your voice transcends the physical barrier of the door. Two, make sure that your laugh is as obnoxious as possible. 
Imagine for a second that you're an oil executive dialing up a lobbyist, and you want to drill into the ground of the nearest botanical garden, but first you need to ask them about their son, or their yacht, or their son's yacht, or their yacht's son, which is rich people talk for a smaller boat that's been recently purchased. Once your heart temperature reaches an absolute zero, let out your monstrous cigarette serpentine laugh. 3. Stand closely to people, as in way too close to people. Do you know what the pores on your coworker's face look like? If the answer to this is no, then you are not standing close enough to them when you're talking. Try to find small corridors, like the space between parking spots, or the part of the office that they feel most safe in, like their cubicle, to talk. Move closer until you see them retract their neck in an effort to move their head back but keep their body still, and that's when you should keep going closer. Remember, do this with the aim of absolute social hostility. You want them to feel like a panda trapped in solitary confinement, but make sure that your actions, on the surface, seem friendly. There's a societal exploit that I'm pained to explain to you, and it's that, that no one has found an acceptable way to say, back off, you heathen, nor is it possible to teach any adult self-awareness, so smile and be in drooling distance of your coworkers. Four, do absolutely nothing. The secret of maintaining a business is not, I repeat, is not productivity. If there's still work to be done, then there is a reason for your business to exist. And so by doing no work, you are ensuring the necessity of yourself and your company. This does not mean that you have the leeway to lie around in your office doing nothing all day. Although, upon reflection, it totally does. I'm speaking specifically, however, about a manic energy you can harness to, quote, do things, but ultimately come up with nothing. Your entire job is to metaphorically connect the escalator going up to the escalator going down in a never-ending carousel of ineffectiveness. 5. Mythologize yourself as a hero. When you do, by chance, find that you have done some small amount of work, make sure everyone is notified. If you changed a Word document to a PDF, take a stroll around the office to ask everyone if they've received it. Regardless of whether or not anyone asks you a follow-up question, respond anyway, and pick a number between 4 and 8. That is how many hours you spent on it, and that's why you can wipe your forehead and allow yourself to quote, take it easy for the rest of the day. If, however, you have not done any work, this is all right. In the drudges of menial labor, there will always be those who are quiet. Make sure to take advantage of them. You can be the first to report the work, even if it was not your own. You can be the first to quote their research in a meeting and smile as you do it. You are immune to any sort of retaliation because in the 40-50 hour work week, there's simply not enough time or energy to fight this fight. Six, pray at the altar of Satan. I'm joking, of course, but do start rationalizing the horrible behaviors you've adapted. Start thinking to yourself, well, if they would have been successful, they would have been successful. You've earned this. You can take this slide down the scale of moral relativity, like a garbage bag in a trash chute, and not thank anyone else but yourself. After all, your superiors were never as good as you, and as for the younger generation, like your nephew who called you closed-minded at Thanksgiving after you said the country could benefit from having less immigration, screw them. Take your disposable income and purchase an Airbnb to drive up the local rent. 7. The Disclaimer This is not an official rule. This rule is only meant for those disenfranchised, and I want to whisper it to you with the utmost care and the most protective love as I hand you this eggshell of truth over a spiked floor of reality. These options are not available to you. They aren't. Your job is to make other people feel comfortable. But there are little things you can do. Try not to have your work taken from you. Try and talk a little louder. Hi, and welcome back to another episode of Netflix and Chili. Well, it's been about three and a half years <laughs> since my last episode. Yeah. Man, what's new with me? Um, not a whole lot. 
Kevin, can I talk? Yes, yeah, so first, I would like to introduce the first guest ever on Netflix in Chile, yeah. my friend Yusan. Ah, oh, thanks. For those who might not know, Netflix in Chile is a real podcast that you had slash have uh-huh. where you eat chili. And read bad Netflix movie descriptions. <laughs> I uh, For the first two episodes, I did not acquire the chili. <laughs> so I just assumed, I think, what it would taste like. Also, at the time, I think I, I don't think I was vegan, mm-hmm. maybe vegetarian. Still, a lot of uh, meat in most chilies. Yeah. I felt like I ended up just eating beans one day mm-hmm. and thinking, I'm done. <laughs> so I think I did five or six episodes, each about 25 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um Limited run, got a few Squarespace ads. Yeah, a couple Squarespace, got a car uh, for personal endorsement experience. Yeah. Yeah, and it was fun. It was very short-lived, and I'm bringing it back. Hell yeah. Uh, with you, Song. Let's go. Okay, All so... Right. Um, so the chili that we're having today. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, mine's very wet. My, uh, me too. It's as if it's come from a, it's a very stewy chili. Mm-hmm. And it, uh, I can taste the beans. Ooh, crunchy. Oh, that part wasn't cooked. Okay, All I right. might have messed up a tooth for me. Okay, so this one is called um, <laughs> Hyperdrive. Uh-huh. Elite street car. Oh, I already messed it up. This is why I freaking canceled the show. Elite street racers from around the world test their limits and supercharge custom cars on the biggest, baddest automotive obstacle course ever built. This sounds cool as hell. It does sound cool as hell. Uh, This is a season that is 10 episodes, and the finale is called The Monster. Oh, my God. So, so far... Wait, we, Kevin, we've liked the first one. <laughs> when you would do this with yourself, because it's really hard to keep the momentum going. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think I would actually um, talk about my life and have yeah. a couple little jokes in there. Dude. It's pretty sad. I. It's w- like if one of us tried to do this show by ourselves. <laughs> like if you were like, I can't be there this week. I'd be like, no, it's fine. I got it. But still was having the conversation. Um, I, out of the 25 minutes that your average episode would be, how much of that episode would be like, I don't want to, you know, like maybe dead air or searching for something. Um, I cut out a lot of that. Mm-hmm. I like this show. Um, just kidding. There's never dead air. Um, I would always firing at full canisters. I would break down these descriptions like beat by beat uh-huh. and I would read it once and then I would read it a second time talking about each like phrasing of the words uh-huh. and like maybe what was the writer's intention here. And then I would read it a second time uh-huh. with like all of that stuff in mind. Wow. And then I'd be like, oh man, what's new with, uh, you know, I'm uh, going to a water park this weekend. Uh, and then talk about I that. I do think that this podcast, honestly, like say for example, we had 60,000 Twitter followers. Mm-hmm. It'd be a hit. Like it's a good premise. It's a silly premise. Like, Maybe we're making a big mistake. I know. Maybe we're Should making we bring huge... Netflix and Chile to Patreon? Do you think people will That's like that? That's not a bad idea. <laughs> well, I would I would personally pay money to hear the old episodes. I think I not only deleted them, <laughs> but like I think I scrubbed them from my own computer so I wouldn't have to relive it. Um because I think when you Google it, it's just like 
error 404 does not work, right, which I was right, like, right. good, mission accomplished. And then I think I scrubbed, I might. I'll see if I can find it. Right. You acid washed your servers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So let's read another one. Okay, let's read another one. And then we can break it down. This one is, uh, you know, kind of about me. The chef's line. Home cooks face off against trained chefs to see if passion can beat profession in the kitchen in this reality competition show. I'm going to say no. Yeah, I'm going to say <laughs> no. Good. Hey, you think um, freaking uh, my, my uncle could go up head to head against... Guy Fieri? I don't know any chefs. Fieri. <laughs> yeah, I don't either. Um, what if he was a chef? Oh. This whole time, we should have been calling him Chef Fieri. Wait, or wait, chef wait. Guy. It, do you have to have a certification to be like a chef proper? Believe me, no. Okay. No, I don't know. Maybe. Oh, <laughs> I just got it. I think this show exists. I think there is a show called Beat Bobby Flay where people are like, I've been cooking my grandma's recipe for 48 years. Yeah. And he's like, I've never made it. And then he makes his version. And then the judges are like, Bobby's is better. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck your aunt or your your grandma. Whoa. Sorry. Um, Um, But what bothers me about this description is the – in the kitchen, in this reality competition show. Uh, pick a lane. Are we in or are we out? Yeah. Are, you, or are we in or are we really in? Uh, uh, you expect me to believe that we're both in a kitchen and a reality show? No. Uh, I don't get it. Yeah. Well, the first five episodes are called Vietnamese 1, Vietnamese 2, Vietnamese 3, 4, and 5. And then African, 1, 2, 3, 4, wow. 5, Turkish. Okay, I'm sold. Yeah, that sounds great. So they just get like a bunch of family chefs, I guess. Do, I you, do you watch the Great British Bake Off at all? No, but I know I should. This oh one my God. looks horrible. You just made a face. I made a disgusted face. I yeah. have to read it. Yeah. This one's called My Hotter Half. <laughs> Couples compete to see who can make uh, the sexiest selfie with the loser getting a much needed makeover. This sucks so much. This is America. Much. Yeah. Don't catch you watching this series. This is brutal. Yeah. But Kevin, we should do this with each other. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Hey, everyone. We're back. Welcome to Lessons Learned, where we uh, say some of the lessons that we've learned in this week. It's it's in the title. See title. Yeah, see title. For confusion. If you didn't read the abstract, what are you doing reading the paper? And it's thanks to the people who've been printing out our podcast. It's uh, we know it's a lot of work, and uh, but it's very nice of you. Yeah, and it's nice that you take out the weak parts, so you only have to like print out a page. Yeah, and to the people who have been throwing them out and sending us photos, unnecessary. <laughs> Should I go first? Please. Okay. You can have a cake by yourself on your birthday. Of course. It's totally fine. It's only a little bit sad, but it's totally fine. When it gets sad is when you buy the candles. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I don't need to finish with like singing happy birthday to yourself, but when you have purchased the candles, that's when it, You've gone too far. Um, if you've bought four heatable little bowls from Costco that expire really quickly, you have no one else but yourself to blame when it's like, I don't want to eat another chicken 
rice bowl. Yours was better. That just sounds really good. Sorry, I used that chicken rice bowl and I just (laughs) melted, I guess. All I've eaten today are potato chips and candy. Oh my god! I'm so hungry. You should buy a birthday cake. Okay, next lesson learned. Don't get the candles. It can feel weird, but make sure to take the time and celebrate um, good things that happen. Mm -hmm. And I think it's... We naturally just want to, especially you, Song and I, obsess over the bad things. And when someone's like, hey, thanks for this. Great job for that. It's like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. And you just blow by it. If you have a good thing that's happened recognize it and give it the attention it deserves absolutely um kevin can you talk more about the chicken rice stuff (laughs) um this so this you know the diehard maybe don't fans might be a little upset yeah because this isn't going to be a lesson learned yeah dhmds thank you by the way uh ty sleepy babies (laughs) ty btw (laughs) You're playing piano. It's easier yeah. for me. Um, if someone, if you know that, like, if someone hands you a piece of information that you cannot return. Yes. And you have to take your mind off of it. Mm-hmm. And this is where my lessons are an end because I don't know how to, how, and I really need to. I think I'm going to, I don't know, try meditating on a League of Legends. Literally, like, anything to Ooh. take my mind off of something. Yeah. That's really tough. And I noticed I called our fans Sleepy Babies, which are the off-book fans. And I guess to that I say, I guess you're our fans now. Um, I recently just started meditating, and it's been such a, such a I don't want to say game changer, but it, it has made a difference. Yeah, that sounds incredible. Um, so that might help. Yeah. Um, I have one more. Burger King sells bags of ice now. That's it. That's all the information I have, but I thought you would want to know that. Hey. Hi. Go home. Go home. Oh, okay. All right. All right. See you, man. See you, man. Uh, oh, wait, wait. I'm going to need a second to pack up my um, my piano. Okay, cool. I'm yeah, going to go yeah, get lunch. Yeah, I don't yeah. know why I got so hooked on the chicken rice thing. I, yeah. I'm starving, I guess, so I'm going to head out. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, I'll see you next okay, time. Okay, wait. See ya. Secret ending. Secret <laughs> ending. And if for those of you who thought that was a seamless transition and weren't, didn't at all hear two men stare at each other in the eyes, go like this. <gasps> And then nail, secret ending, secret ending. You're right, we did. It was so subtle. It was so subtle. Dear God. Hey, we have so many people who have been supporting us. I think this is the most we've gotten. Yeah, this is four this week alone. This is wild. We really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much for supporting the show on Anchor.fm. Madeline Sandraloni or Madeline. Mm -hmm. Chase Blackstock, Beeps and Blips. Cool name. Cool name. Alex Kulang. Y'all. <laughs> oh no, this character's coming back. <laughs> Thank you. Thank Th- you, y'all. Thank you. Also, one more thing. To, uh, we're announcing a new MacBook Pro. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what if we could do that? Uh, also, we get to announce the next <laughs> iPhone, and it, but it has to be during secret ending. 
It's so weird. It's so weird. Tim Cook, what a guy. Um, to those who gave us a review on iTunes, we got like so many reviews after last week's episode. We got like two dozen reviews after we made a reference to it in confusing improv. Yeah. So thank you. Sincerely. Sincerely. That is so nice of you. Yeah. I showed it to Yusong. Yusong smiled. I smiled back. It was a nice moment. We held each other, and then I leaned in, and then Kevin walked away. Uh huh. He said, "Guess what?" I said, "Tell me tomorrow." <laughs> so thank you to these four supporting us, and thank yeah. you to everyone who gave us five star reviews. We're so happy. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. <laughs>